Anayong Haseo. Welcome everyone to another fun episode of Crash Landed on K-Dramas. But today's episode has a twist. We have decided to add some diversity to our all-female podcast. We have two great guys with us who also love K-Dramas like we do. The first guest is Benjamin, also known as Benny, who has been my Twitter cricket buddy for over a decade and also hosts a cricket podcast, The Last Wicket. The second guest is Amit, known as Foodzilla on Twitter and Instagram, and he happens to be my husband. So today, Poonam, Uma and I, Meenal, will play the quiz masters to these two blokes to find out how they crash-landed on K-dramas. Thanks, Meenal. I think I would start with the same question that we answered in our first episode of our podcast, which is, how did we get started with K-dramas? And uh, with you two guys, Amit and Benny, we are hoping to have diversity of perspectives. Uh, one thing that I keep hearing is K-dramas are mostly watched by women all over the world. And this reminds me of something that I had read long back ago in college, that when there was a readership survey done for Femina magazine, they found men actually read it more than women. Not only that, my friends in publishing industry tell me that chiclets, those books are of romance genre, and even the name is gender biased, is actually read by a lot of men. And some of my closest men friends have actually appreciated chiclet and given me like very critical reviews. So it does look like that people do watch key dramas because just 10 minutes ago, I did an internet research and I actually read some blog posts by men and they said that they read it but like Meenal has pointed out that when we go and look over podcasts when we go and look over you know reviews often the female voices are more but here are two men two of you who have actually started with it so just tell us how did you begin which was the first drama you watched and what hooked you in Sure. First of all, I want to appreciate you guys for inviting me to talk on your podcast. You know, if someone had told me at the beginning of 2021 that I would be talking on a K-drama podcast, I would have been like, 2020 was crazy enough. I don't expect it to get even crazier. So I'm glad to be on the show and to actually talk to other people who also love K-drama because that's one thing that's been missing in my circle. I don't really get to talk. But to answer your question, what got me hooked to K-dramas, honestly, I've actually been watching Korean movies for over like 15 years. But K-drama itself has been like relatively a new thing for me. And I understand from a certain angle, right? Like why men haven't really gravitated towards K-drama as much as women do. Uh, So I have a friend in Chennai, like many years ago, she said she just is obsessed with K-dramas. And my initial reaction was K-dramas, like Korean dramas, like Whatever the little bit I've glimpsed of it, it looks very soapy, it looks very chick flicky and overacting and stuff like that. And I just almost immediately dismiss it as something that I just don't have time for. But then one day, like a few years ago on Netflix, I was trying to search for like a Korean action movie. And I came across this title called White Nights. And I don't know if you have heard of it or seen it, but That ended up being the first K-drama I watched. I'll admit, uh, the only reason I went for it was I was like, oh, the actors look really good. So I don't know, let's just give it a try, you know? And honestly, I didn't love it, but there was just something about it that just drew me, right? Like I would finish one episode and I would be like, I wanna know what happens next. I'm so invested in this right now. So I kept watching it. And at the end of it, 
I was like, it's just one season. Like, that's perfect. Like, I don't have to commit to following a show over like multiple seasons, multiple years. I can just like watch one season. And I was like excited when I found out that most K-dramas are just like one season, right? They, they wrap it up nicely from beginning to end. And I just love that. Benny, I really like the fact that we have two things in common. This is why Poonam and I were going thumbs up. Yeah. Is one, <laughs> okay. we were saying, well, we also got hooked on because the guys looked good, right? And then I'm thinking, oh, the actresses look great as well. Why aren't they men watching? Yeah. Great. I'm glad you pointed this out. And same thing. I mean, I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. No, that, but that's what we want people to know. And on this podcast, just speak the truth. And secondly, uh, 16 episodes. That's again, none of us given our professional commitments. We just don't have the time to go season after season. So yeah, this occurs with one of the reviews that I read 10 minutes ago. A college kid is saying I, one of the reasons I love watching K-dramas is how pretty those female leads are. Even though all of them are older than me, if I had an opportunity, I would date them. <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as to uh, say I would date them. Because <laughs> my wife is here. But uh, no, you know, that that's the truth. Why, why do we watch movies or TV shows or why do we make those selections, right? Especially when we don't know enough about them we go based off trailers, you go based off previews. And honestly, a very human thing is, oh, look, there are a couple of attractive people on it. I don't know, I, I wouldn't mind watching them for a bit, even if the story goes nowhere. That's just human nature. But yeah, so that's how I got sucked into it. After I finished White Nights, I want to check out more. I want to give some more shows a try. And then I just ended up getting sucked into it and it's been a long journey since then just going through so many different shows and here you are talking about it <laughs> yeah what are the other shows you watch uh what other shows i watch i'm gonna limit it to probably my top three so my top three this is probably one of the more recent k-dramas that i watched and it quickly entered like my top three you guys talked about it in your first episode and probably you got the name from it is crash landing on you and I'll admit, it took me many months before I actually watched it, after I found out about it. I read the synopsis. It's a North Korean army officer helps protect a South Korean socialite who lands in North Korea due to a paragliding accident. I read the synopsis to my brother-in-law a couple of days ago, and he just looked at me like I was joking. It's like, let's take like a very fantastical concept, a very absurd <laughs> concept, and let's make a TV show out of it, right? So... Even for me, a K-drama fan, I read that and I'm like, come on, like, no, no way. I'm not watching that. Just, that just sounds like ridiculous. It's, but then word of mouth, and I, I read some article recently about how like North Korean defectors, you know, they watched that show and they said a lot of the portrayal of the North Korean way of life was very accurate. I'm going to give this a chance. So I watched that and I just loved everything about it, especially the actors, Hyun Bin and Sonia Jin, you know, articles pop up and I was like, oh, wow, they're a couple in real life. Now I love the show even more. But overall, yeah, I just love that show. Uh, two other shows, which you may or may not be familiar with. Uh, one was, um, it's called W Two Worlds. This is another great example of a K-drama taking a very fantastical concept and getting the viewer deeply invested in its characters. So it's a romantic comedy, mystery thriller, science fiction, all rolled into one. It's about two characters, so one in the real world and another in a webtoon, which is essentially a comic book universe, how they keep going back and forth between the two worlds while trying to fall in love and solve a murder at the same time. And this has my all-time favorite Korean actress in it, Han Hyuju, and sorry, Jun Ji-hun. She's acted in so many of my favorite 
Korean movies, Cold Eyes, Love 911, The Beauty Inside. If I think of my favorite Korean movies and shows, she's there in it. Highly recommended. It's, again, one of the best things about Korean drama, like I mentioned, absurd concept on the face of it, the premise. But then when you start watching it over a period of time, you get drawn into that universe. You are so emotionally invested, especially they do melodrama so, so well. I mean, Bollywood has nothing on them for melodrama. I'm not ashamed to admit, like there have been times I've teared up and I would be like, this is a Korean drama, what's happening to me? But that's what I want. I want to watch a show or a movie and thinking about that for days after. For me, that's a sign of a good movie, like how that made me feel. And K-dramas consistently make me feel that way. It always makes me emotionally invested in those characters. And especially when they have a happy ending, it's like as if something good has happened to like a family member. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how to make people understand this. It's Benny, we're enjoying this. This is something that four of us have said consistently. And, you know, Sangeeta couldn't join us today. So much happiness and joy we've experienced watching these gay dramas. And it's very difficult to explain to people how, how. And I'm like, just watch it. And 2020, you know, Poonam said this, and I agree with her. It was such a lonely year in quarantine. You're stuck. And this is like the perfect escapism is what we keep saying time and again and I'm so glad that you echoed the same thoughts so it's not something which is a female bias and I think men feel the same so and I don't think people understand what they're missing out on right you have all these preconceived notions all these biases that oh I watch only Hollywood movies or I watch only like Indian movies because they are much better and k-dramas are unrealistic they're too soapy or whatever People just need to give it a chance, right? I always tell people whenever they like look at me strangely and just watch one show and then we'll talk, right? Like watch the right show. Don't watch like the dumbest one and then blame me and I'll give you recommendations, but watch the right one. For example, my all-time favorite K-drama, it's called My Horrible Boss. It's about a timid male employee and his hot-tempered female boss who also become neighbors. Now on the face of it, this premise, it's nothing unusual, right? Compared to most, K-dramas. But for me, why this is the best and why I would always be in my top list of recommendations is it's, it's a work dramedy that it, it does a great job in explaining the work culture in South Korea. And th- this will actually resonate well with, you know, both Indian and American viewers. And I, I think I love the show mainly because it's, it's very similar to my sassy goal, which is also my all-time uh, favorite movie, uh, my all-time favorite romantic movie across languages, My Sassy Girl. And I just found it, it turned 20 years. I mean, like, it's crazy. Uh, but it's very similar, like the characters, right? Um, like the, the female characters. Uh, let me say this politically correct. Uh, bossy, right? A little bit intimidating or dominant. Yeah, so I just love it. Like the actor, I, I can talk about the actor and maybe later in the episode, but they all do a great job. And it's like great story. There are three things for me that's important. Story, acting, and how it makes me feel. And this show has all three of it. Like you have to do it right. It can be a premise that's probably been done to death in different languages, but if the execution is right, it doesn't matter. It's still a good show. So yeah, these are my favorite shows. I mean, there's so much more. I I don't want to take time. I'm sure Amit has a lot to share about his perspective. (laughs) 
Hey, hi. Uh, thanks. Thanks for uh, having me. Compared to all you stalwarts, I'm a very newbie in terms of K-dramas. My K-drama count stands at only 20 right now. And uh, my wife herself has uh, reached 50 or something odd. So I'm sure each one of you has already crossed such numbers. But my reason for getting into K-dramas uh, is nothing like all of you guys. Okay, I do not know if you know the feeling of loneliness in a lockdown. Okay, so you're sitting in a house. There are two people in the house, and there is one person who is absolutely engrossed in a K-drama and speaking about the male leads and gushing over them. And suddenly, you feel in the house. Why am I in this house? I have absolutely no idea, and there is no way I'm not going out. I'm not meeting anybody else or anything of that sort. You are left out, and that's what I mean by loneliness. Okay, so you start feeling lonely. He loves to exaggerate. Okay, so let me just clarify it for the listeners. No, I don't know. As growing up, as children, I don't know if you had this concept of devotional songs or uh, a lot of uh, nice Hindi old music playing in the morning, or a very nice soothing music playing in the morning. in our house when the lockdown started we have a bluetooth mirror in the bathroom it would play korean songs i'm like everywhere i go it was just korean 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 i said see i can't now escape this so i might as well become a part of it and that is how i said okay mina let's start watching together i think amit but you have essentially revealed the secret to getting men to watch k dramas <laughs> essentially you have to indirectly put all sorts of hints all sorts of clues and kind of just badgered them with yeah. k drama or korean music all day long till they give in and start watching something she used the marketing techniques perfectly if you're bombarded with a message continuously you will go ahead and buy or consider that product somehow or the other he's the marketing director by the way not me <laughs> and he got marketed too successfully <laughs> So that was my first uh, entry into K dramas. Was Descendants of the Sun? No. No. Suspicious partners. Oh, we were suspicious partners. Oh yeah, yeah, suspicious partners. And it was nice. And I think I got hooked on right from the first episode itself. I don't think after that there was no looking back. And then I would all, always try to egg her. Okay, what is the next one we have to watch? So, and the reason I watch these subplots is because the first one itself, all the supporting characters also had so much to offer. i was like how can you miss something which goes on after that i mean after 20 dramas now maybe i have realized that okay some things can not be watched that's all right but during those initial it was like, no 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 you have to watch what story goes with this maybe there is something which is linked to the other story later on and so i just kept watching those the best thing about those dramas which struck or which stuck with me is uh, they are so relatable okay most of the simple characters are like okay you can pluck them out of reality put some amount of imagination to them and create something out of them so they were still relatable if not real but relatable and what made me a complete k drama fan was reply 1988 that is a series which took me back to the days of i don't know how many of you remember nukkad nukkad as a serial back in india reflected a community living within a chawl system and it spoke about different uh, different things about relationships friendships and all that stuff and reply 1980 it was exactly the same 
and that that completely blew my mind and since then i think i don't think i have ever said no to a k drama watching i said okay this is come but i rely solely on meenal's recommendations i don't go about searching for recommendations she has done all the filtering at various levels and she will tell me this i am watching just for time pass sake there is nothing else uh, this i am watching for very seriously let's watch this together this you i don't think you will like it or you will slow slow me down so i can't watch it with you so then uh, there's a categorization of all those dramas the other thing even in those 20 dramas i have seen family i have seen crime i have seen thrillers i have seen medical dramas i have seen action so much within 20 dramas and i can't say the same about say for example take the hindi movie hindi serial hindi tv for example right now i can't say that about those serials at all it's just soap and it's just soap in terms of a melodrama and nothing else that's it but but, but it's so different in k dramas and i think that's what has kept kept me with them at this moment wow that's actually quite a lot of range in 20 dramas to get so i now know that you watch everything in k dramas but one of the things that we women do what we realize we love to rewatch our favorite scenes i will also remember uh, in our previous episode meenal actually told me which point in which episode number that particular scene comes in i want to ask you guys do guys also go back and rewatch their favorite scenes or is it a women thing to do honestly the answer is no <laughs> it's just it's only because there's not enough time i mean especially for me uh, cricket also competes with my time i have a limited amount of personal time each day which is when i watch movies shows cricket all of that i think one now meenal and punam they are trying to ask you benjamin is you know when you watch a k drama over a period of time some dramas some scenes are very fresh in your memory all the time or just the scenes so you know when you're in between a break or something you have uh, short time at least from our side we just go and visit those scenes and we come back we can get busy with our work kind of a thing that's the thing that we do okay uh, i'm sure many other people do that's what they try they were trying to ask but something will be there that will be fresh in your mind right um, in some of the episodes at least i'm a sucker for romance oh my god coming scenes. from a man <laughs> yeah I know right again I am not ashamed to admit that that's just true this is a revealing thing this is such a revealing thing we are loving this we all are actually yeah. loving this this is really good publicity or to tell men around stop being condescending towards romantic dramas <laughs> listen i mean it might be a sidebar but i mean men should be comfortable with expressing their feelings right Absolutely. what is wh- why would you rather hide it like we're all human beings men or women we all have feelings we all fall in love and there are times when there are certain scenes right and when i say romantic scenes is is just those moments like boy meets girl or they separate for whatever reason and they get back together that's again staple of movies shows across all countries but if it's done right like i i can like list so many different things movies k dramas in the shows that i mentioned every time the male and female character they're in love before some either misunderstanding or whatever reason they're separated and when they get back together like a part of me just like starts melting i'm like <laughs> it's a moment of uh, happiness for everyone i know like i told you like, it's like a family member or friend you you feel for them right because k dramas have done a very good job in just dragging you into that and making you feel so invested so when that happens i tear up sometimes but 
I, I just love it. Oh, I, I, I identify what Benjamin, uh, Benny was saying uh, because, and Meenal at times goes mad when I start doing it. When the, you know, when the, there are scenes when there is an anticipation that the characters are going to kiss each other. I'm actually cheering them. Okay, I'm actually cheering them. Okay. And she's like, why are you cheering? Yeah, why are you cheering? I don't understand. I mean, yeah, I get invested, but I'm like, Amit, seriously, why are you acting like I a know. cheerleader? But and here's the thing, right? It's the music as well. That plays such a huge role. Music is Korean music yeah. is amazing, especially when those scenes, they do those slow motions, the actors looking at each other with this love in their eyes. And it's just like, man, I wish all movies and shows did this because I, I'm so used to like, you know, not just Bollywood movies, but even like regional movies, like in South India, it's just the same old stuff, right? Like they start singing and dancing and you're like, all right, let's just wait till this is done. And then we move on to the next scene. But K-dramas, they make you earn that moment. It's not just thrown, like they build it up over episodes. And when it finally happens, the slow motion shots, the music, and it helps both characters usually look good almost all of the time. And you're like, yes, it's finally happening and they're getting together, this is it. We all have watched drama for a very long uh, time and we would have watched at some point uh, some Western drama, Indian drama or any other regional dramas. So Amit, this is for you. And what do you think stands out in gay drama when compared to a Western drama? I think uh, one of the reasons possibly uh, Benjamin already uh, covered was the length of the, the, the series. I mean, a, a one series or a 16 episode thing is something which I would easily watch and not get too invested in. I have seen that happen with uh, a lot of older Hindi serials, for example, 13 episodes, that's it. That was the end of the series and nothing beyond that. So I think that's the first thing which is there. In terms of comparison, I think, especially because for me, this happened during the lockdown period, it felt good. It was literally as simple as that. When I watched that drama, it didn't feel that this may not happen with me. It felt like, why does this not happen to me? Why have I not possibly experienced this kind of a feeling? When I was down, why did somebody not come and stand with me like that? Yeah, I've been standing with you for 15 years, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a specific example. And I think this is there in weightlifting uh, Kim Bokchu, where uh, she's down and when he's down. And even when they have possibly uh, not, are not on good talking terms with each other, just the mere presence of that person. And I think that feeling is something which a lot of us yearn for. And when that has happened with you at some point in your life, it you relate to it. Okay, relate I'm giving it. you compliments. Okay, so just yeah. wait. Okay, please, <laughs> please make it clear. Yeah. So as I said, a couple of minutes back, it's relatable for me. Everything which was there, whether it was Reply 1988, whether it was weightlifting Kim Bakju, whether it was uh, the Hot Stuff League. Now, the Hot Stuff League character, the manager, the kind of straight face he keeps through any kind of situation is the kind of person you really want to manage your team. That is the real person you want who will not get phased away with whatever gets thrown at him. And those are the characters you look for. And you wish that all these managers were like this or all these things would happen between real life. I think that is what sets it apart from a lot of other language uh, scenes. Uh, there is no over-dramatization at times. There is in, in times, but most of them which I have watched till now, they, they felt that, okay, this is happening with me. There are no special effects to jazz up everything. And for me, the period mattered because this was all happening during this lockdown period. 
I think I also was able to give that kind of time to those kind of dramas and assimilate them properly. So for me, these kind of relatable things really worked. And I think that sets them apart from a lot of other dramas. And I think that's my main reason what I, I would tell anybody to go ahead and please watch it. Or as when he said, give one drama a chance, the right ones. And I think a lot of people will just get hooked to it once they start doing that. Uh, your podcast has already started doing that. We have already had three or four friends of ours. Oh, we have listened to your first podcast. It's got us very curious. And hence, we want to watch at least one or two of them at least. And once we air this, Amit, I'm sure there are a lot of other men folks in general are going to watch it. I'm very sure about that. So I don't know if we will speak about this, but I have really not understood this feeling of why men consider it so dismissive. But I have an entire theory on that, but we'll speak about it whenever, if that ever crops up. Wait, I want to share one of the feedback that I received from one of my male uh, friends. Uh, he just simply asked me that in I think in K-drama, you keep seeing the same faces for the entire 16 or 20 episodes. How could you even do that? In Game of Thrones or any other you know non-K-drama uh, series, there are different characters who plays the main uh, lead and there's a variety and that's how you get engrossed in K-drama. I said, no, there are so many subplots, there are so many meaningful things. So I try to defend, you know, <laughs> please forgive them, Jesus. But is it a perception that men like this Game of Thrones characters coming in? And oh, there's another perception from another friend of mine. He said that, you know, I would love to watch uh, a crime. I would like love to watch mystery zombies is something that comes to his mind when he think of Korean. So, uh, you know, no, nothing like romance and any other K-dramas, but movies, yes, Train to Busan, Peninsula. And there's a recent movie that came in Netflix as well. I think it's called as Alive. It was a zombie movie. I think that is, uh, as a genre, very popular with uh, men. This is my understanding based on a couple of engagements that I had. And now Amit and, and Benjamin is, is a revelation for me. And, and so it must be for the rest of the you know ladies out there. If both of you have to tell on this podcast to your male friends, the 1K drama they should watch. Benny, which would be your pick? Amit, which would be your pick? It depends on the genre. Like if someone likes action movies... And if I recommend a romantic K-drama, they'll come and beat me up. So <laughs> I would rather recommend, especially for a first show or first you know, experience of K-drama, I would go with what their genre is. And the good thing about K-drama is there's this everything for each genre. So if, if they're like action-minded or they love action movies, there's this show called The K-2 for romance crash landing on you w those would be good honestly if there are if you have male friends who love zombie shows zombie movies are pretty good and i always say k korean movies are a good gateway to k dramas there is a zombie k drama uh, called kingdom which is actually set in josian era yes <laughs> yes i watched that I was actually indicating to Benny because Benny told me it's in his top five or six. He, oh, he's watched it it. It's in my top okay. five, yes. I watched it. Just for a brief second, I want to talk about Kingdom because people mess up zombie movies and shows. There are not a lot of good zombie movies and shows in any countries, for that matter. There's only very few. Train to Busan is my favorite zombie movie of all time, like across languages. They, they did that, right? Same thing with Kingdom, right? It, it's easy to make like oh, zombies chasing you, trying to kill you, and you, you kind of lose interest after a while. But they put the emotional heft in it. You feel for the characters, and you want to follow their story. And even though it's set in, and that, that itself is another fascinating thing. It's not set in modern day. 
<laughs> it's set, you know, centuries ago. And it's just like fascinating. Like, yeah, what would happen if there was like a zombie attack, like, I don't know, 100 or 200 years ago? So again, it just goes back to execution, acting and story. And Kingdom is a very good example of a zombie K-drama, which got it right. I have to steal Benny's keyword, emotional heft in K-dramas. <laughs> well, I agree with Benny that romance is the best genre that K-dramas have aced. The reason I say romance for me is I don't like romantic genre, right? And <laughs> I have watched so many. So who turned me into watching rom-coms, K-dramas? So for me, that's that's a big turning point for me in my life. I I, I don't fancy romance at all, to be very honest. She's looking at me while saying that. Did you see that? She's looking at me while saying that. I I I can see the blank expression on Amit's face right now. <laughs> so Amit, what about you? Uh, for me, two of them stand out very clearly. One of them is, as I mentioned, Reply 1988. I would recommend that without uh, skipping a heartbeat to anybody. Whether it is uh, to speak about friendships, uh, it has a bit of romance. It has something evolve, revolving around the sport, how somebody who is actually pushed into a sport totally uh, gets into it and the kind of dedication that guy shows and the friendship, the pure friendship between those guys. I think that will ease everybody into a K-drama. It's that kind of a drama, uh, according to me. The other one, and because of the hot topics nowadays, is Itaun class, diversity. The way that drama shows how each character, and you don't feel that they have been forced into those characters there. Each one, uh, whether it is color, whether it is what, what gender you are, what kind of gender you want to practice, and everything, everything it comes into that drama so nicely. And they all gather into this safe space of theirs. And it just seems, seems nice and believable. So these are the two dramas I think I would definitely recommend to people. So we have a new recommendation for all the male listeners who have never watched K-drama, Kingdom, K2, Reply 1988, and Ittewon Class. There you go. Guys, this is your chance. Now, please go and watch these. <laughs> and I just want to talk a little bit about, you know, the bias, you know, why it's preventing most men from approaching K-dramas, because, see, for most, okay, first of all, far be it from me to, to speak for all men out there disclaimer but from my experience with talking to others and kind of seeing their reservation about getting into it see most men they either want to feel macho or intellectual okay so this is why men gravitate towards either action movies or like oscar bait movies right k-drama with their romance and fantasy they're so easy to look down on mm. and kind of just dismiss it right and there's also this inherent challenge in watching like a foreign movie or TV show, like I said, having to read subtitles, uh, trying to understand the cultural context because what's, you know, a cultural context in Korea is very much different from, you know, Indian or even like American for that matter. There are similarities, yes, which is why a lot of Indians are starting to discover K-drama and love it. But for most part, it's still a different culture and like the different dialects, why, people who either look the same or you think they're talking the same language, but for some reason, there's some sort of disparity between them. So it's just understanding those little cultural things. All of those kind of require you to put a little bit of effort into it. And I feel like most people don't want to do that. It, there's just an element of, oh, I'd, I would rather watch 
Hollywood or Bollywood movies because, uh, you know, I, I can understand them. I can understand the context. And I always think if you put an effort into it and you just gave it a chance, you would discover what everyone loves about it. So I think the biggest reason for the bias is really a closed mindedness. People not wanting to, you know, if they just remove their blinkers, set aside their preconceived notions and just gave it a chance, you know, they, they would find out what they're missing. And also with the rise of streaming platforms for Ahmed, that probably helped too, right? In the quarantine, just having all the streaming platforms is what made it easy for you to give, you know, try out these shows. So you don't have that excuse. There's there are streaming platforms, there are subtitles, you can go at your own pace and you can like discover new content. And I get it, there's so much content out there. I think uh, two things keep coming up. One is obviously the bias. Yeah. And the second one is the difficulty of reading subtitles because I have genuinely heard this from a lot of people that that makes it hard to you know continue and watch. Like Meenal used to say that she, used, she watches shows when she's cleaning and cooking and all of that. And I'm watching something with subtitles just makes it harder. So that part I understand. The bias, I just saw a, a poster on Pinterest, which is a t-shirt which says that real men love key dramas. And then in bracket, it says they just don't talk about it. <laughs> I would love to talk about it. I just don't have enough people to talk to about now it. Now you've discovered, right? We are there always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And after this, there's going to be a new community that is going to be created. Men in K-dramas. Yeah. So Amit and me will start a new K-dramas for men podcast. <laughs> Don't say, Uma, don't say men in K-dramas. People will have wrong perceptions. Yeah. Men yeah, watching yeah. K-dramas. Let's, let's, please, let's be very clear. Men watching K-dramas, men yeah. in K-dramas, Kim Sono. That's, that's how it is. That's a fantastic segue to my next question, which is about men in K-drama. And in men in K-drama, I'm sorry if I'm being a bit undiplomatic. This is becoming my thing on the podcast. Men in K-drama are objects of desire. You know, they they are the these these beings who are so self-assured, who take care of women in every possible way. They cook for them, they nurse them back to health. Traditionally nurturing things which are associated with women is something. Men seem to be very effortless and capable doing that in K-dramas. Is this unrealistic is this really escapism you answered the question it's unrealistic <laughs> oh my god i was just rooting for it that you would say no it's possible we all hope for the best <laughs> see for most part k-drama's depiction of men it is unrealistic but it's not a bad thing if i wanted all my tv shows to be realistic i would just watch documentaries okay also if, if people are complaining of K-dramas being unrealistic, I would tell them to stop watching Bollywood movies. Okay, don't watch Bollywood movies and then complain about K-dramas and their characters being unrealistic. But what you're talking about is an idealized version of men. Benny, don't break our dreams. <laughs> listen, listen, there, there are realistic characters too, right? Tall, handsome men who treat women and children right, good at their job, can cook. They're out there. I get it. But let's face it, men aren't always the best. I think we have a lot of scope for improvement. Oh, man. Uh, but we do exist, okay? <laughs> we do exist. It's well, We have a long, way, long ways to go. And K-dramas, I think they do a good job of portraying idealized version of men. And if that leads to men improving themselves, I think that's a win-win for society. But yeah, overall, I, I, I think it's, tends towards unrealistic because that's just the sad fact that 
most men aren't like that and that's what women want to see yeah i would actually want amit to also answer this question he cannot <laughs> escape this please amit benjamin spoke you need to speak about this as well and i will definitely speak uh, but, but before that before i go get into the actual answers i mean uh, i want to speak about uh, or i'll lead that into the answer there is a part of k dramas which i detest their depiction or usage of physical violence against an inferior or a woman at times which is something which i totally cringe when it happens on the screen not to say that it should not be shown is, but to show that it is it is overcome in some way that does not happen in a lot of k dramas it continues uh, and i think that stems from their fundamental beliefs of uh, confucianism that is what they follow and it is where men are superior elders are superior and your hierarchy matters and all that stuff so that is something which i don't like at all so that actually brings about a reality to that entire thing okay which is it's still there these things still exist in that society so such men are also not unreal but the good men yes they take them to an extent of unreality but having seen such men myself i wouldn't say that it is totally unreal those those men exist quantities very less i agree completely long way to go in terms of evolution i think we fell behind the female species in some way or the other uh, god knows what happened but that's the that's the reality actually so yes to aspire to be to be like them or to look like them oh to look like them so the other unreal or the real aspect is the fashion which is there in korean dramas the men the women also are so excellently excellently styled and fashioned i mean the suits the the kind of stuff they wear even the simple pajamas and the t-shirts they wear look so stylish on them okay so all these things bring about that okay i could do with simple things also and yet look so nice it could be possible there is an element of reality which is always there but yes it's not reach the, the universal reality as such so a lot of things were unreal uh, sometime back they have suddenly become real uh, so uh, me watching k dramas was unreal became real you're you're focusing on uh, you know the male characters well let me ask you you three like do you feel the depiction of women characters are realistic in k dramas i cannot watch pre 2010 dramas which tend to have a lot of misogyny there so i've dropped a few dramas but on the most of the dramas which i have liked they've depicted women very independent very career minded even if the women are in a negative role they are leading business women so we we've, we've spoken about this in our earlier episode and i think that shift is happening you have women who are lawyers prosecutors ceos um, in startup nj was such an amazing woman she didn't get the kind of space that that drama should have given to her but i thought she stood out fought with her father and came out out of his shadow and still built up a successful company i think that's very inspiring uh, the way they are depicting uh, women right now so this they're showing confident women that's what we want to see i mean like amit says we can't really fault them for showing what is actually there i mean misogyny is exists in the society so we have to show them the problem is when they actually don't show how that has been actually overcome and two examples that come to my mind one is a show called don't dare to dream or jealousy incarnate where this fellow i mean he's doing everything possible to make that girl successful and but yet he feels that she shouldn't become an anchor which is supposed to be a higher position than being a weather lady which is what she is 
and he says that i think you should stick to what you are best at which is being a kick ass weather lady and it's a very subtle point actually to tell your women that don't aspire for more because you are already good at this thing and it wasn't exactly addressed but i let it pass because probably that is how a realistic scenario is and second example that i remember there is a show called because this is my first life it follows your know, traditional korean domestic in-law setup where you know a daughter in law has to do a lot of hard labor uh, at your in-law's place guy doesn't like that she was made to clean cook even though she's as working and busy the woman asks her husband that what i want you to do in return is to give me equal amount of labor so could you go to my house and help make kimchi so our show ends with this we have decided that when we go to our parents places we are essentially going to take care of their needs rather than taking care of in-laws it's cultural thing and that's a messaging which is kind of telling you know you can overcome this and that's what i would like to see more in k dramas and i think which i mentioned also is that essentially they are just a reflection of society if at all tvs and movies has probably toned it down right all the things that women have to face and it's not i don't think it's exclusive to korean society and i think we see it in india we see it in the us this is what women have to go through and i think k dramas they are reflecting what they see in korean culture and how they choose to show how women uh, overcome those adversities is important you can show the stuff that they have to endure but how do they overcome it or how do they face it so you can still show like the sad dark unrealistic aspects of society and still make you feel hopeful in the end that's what movies and shows are right we are taking time out of our lives to watch something that we want to be entertained we want to laugh we want to cry we want to feel something k dramas are comfort food for me like i can watch it anytime to if i want to just feel like a little bit of happiness right <laughs> i can watch a k drama or a korean movie so yeah i think ultimately movies and shows are a reflection of our culture and if they're depicting that in k dramas there's an element of misogyny in especially it's more a reflection of society thanks benny i think we've covered a lot of points and thank you both of you for coming yeah. thanks for giving that lovely uh, line for us comfort food <laughs> so thank you very much thanks for having us uh, here uh, i i enjoyed my time here sangeeta poonam uma meenan uh, you guys are doing a great job and i i really hope there are there are many more episodes and uh, all the best wishes to you i, I want to second what amit said because when meenal first mentioned that you know you're going to do a k drama podcast i i was thinking if you don't end up inviting me i'm going to invite myself i'm going to like message and say hey i want to i want to share my thoughts because not enough people know about why k dramas are so special and you guys are doing a great job of thank you, you know, just spreading the word so yeah i'm really glad that you guys are doing this podcast and it's i think it's a good avenue for you know all k drama fans to just talk about it so i want to thank you guys for having me on i know it's april fools day tomorrow But this was not an April Fool's prank. You all listened to two men not only rave about K-dramas but also tick 90% of the reasons that we four gals love about K-dramas. Right Amit? I'm sure there are many men out there who watch K-dramas. It's just that they have not yet come out of their closet. But I hope listening to this podcast they do come out. It's been fun. If you enjoyed our episode, do spread the word. We would love to hear from you. Brickbats and feedbacks are welcome. 
So get in touch with us at crashlanded on ktramas at gmail.com. Leave us a voice message in the link provided in the episode note or simply leave us a review or rating. You can also follow us on Twitter. Our handles are in the episode notes. We will be back next week with another fun episode of Crash Landed on K-Dramas. So stay tuned. Adios.